The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. Hi, this is Scott McCary. I'm the writer and producer of John From Back Home. Uh, this is episode number one of John From Back Home, The Pump Room. John From Back Home is a horror mystery audio drama about leaving friends behind, keeping secrets hidden, and the dangers of trying to live someone else's life. You haven't been back home in years, but the old answering machine is filled with messages from a high school friend named John. You haven't kept up with him since you graduated, but John remembers you. He's been following you on social media, and you're living the life he always wanted. And now he's determined to take it for himself. But in doing so, John discovers the nightmarish secrets your family has tried to keep hidden. Uh, again, the show is called John from Back Home, and I'm Scott McCary, writer and producer. Uh, thank you so much for listening. John from Back Home, Episode 1, The Pump Room. Friday, May 8th, 3.42 p.m. Uh, hi, yeah. This message for Wes Davis? I'm not even sure if this is still a good number or not. It's been like uh, 15 years or something. Uh, this is John Myers uh, from high school, uh, from Clear Lake High School. Uh, yeah, I was just calling because I heard from someone uh, from Colin Gable that you were in town. He said he saw you at the pump room last night, and um, yeah, I don't know. Thinking maybe we could hang out while you're in town. I don't know how long you're going to be here. It's just been such a long time, you know, it's, like I said, I, I don't even know if this is still the right number, um, I haven't called it since high school, it just, uh, feels like a fucking, uh, freaking time warp or something, um, anyway, uh, yeah, give me a call if you want to hang out, um, still the same number, John Myers, I'm at my mom's number, uh, mom's house, okay, yeah, uh, see you later, talk to you later, maybe. Saturday, May 9th. 1.28 a.m. Wes, you piece of fucking shit. Uh, it's John, and uh, guess what, man? I went to the pump room tonight, and uh, it definitely sounds like you were there last night. So, uh, that's cool. Uh, thanks for the call, by the way. And, uh, you know, I definitely know this is your old number, because it's still the same fucking greeting on the machine. So, I don't know, I guess just, uh, what the fuck, man? You don't want to give me a call? All right, fine, fine, fine. You just fucking leave town to go be some big Hollywood dick. And it's just, you know, it's just like, fuck everyone back home. And that sucks, man. That just uh, sucks. And it sucks. It sucks that you haven't kept in touch. And I don't know. I, <laughs> maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just not worth remembering. It's fine. 
That's fine. Fine. Anyway, uh, hope you're having a great time, and you can go fuck yourself. Saturday, May 9th, 12, 15 p.m. Hey, man, it's, uh, it's me again. Uh, John. Uh, look, I... I owe you an apology. I... Colin told me about your dad. Ah, dude. I'm really... I'm so sorry, man. I... Uh, things have been kind of rough for me lately, and then... I started drinking and just... Jumped to conclusions. And, uh, I'm sorry. I just... I just hope you're holding up okay. I, I don't even know if you're still in town or if you've already had the funeral or anything, but uh, if there's anything I can do, I'd love to help out. Anyway, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that would be, but I'm here, and um, you know, if it's any consolation, I, I I do know what you're going through. So you know, um, like you know, my dad died a few years back, and uh, well, you know, I I don't know if you do know that or not. I I, I posted it on Facebook. What happened, but I, you know, I don't even think you're on there anymore, or, you know, <laughs> I mean, whiz, but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, my dad passed away, um, and, uh, I, I just know what you're going through, so I'm here to talk about it, not talk about it, <laughs> whatever, man, just, uh, yeah, just give me a call, um, I'm around all day, yeah, so, again, I'm so sorry about last night. Saturday, May 9th, 12, 21 p.m. Except, okay, the thing I said about you leaving town and just kind of forgetting the people you left behind and forgetting me, I mean, that is kind of true. Uh, look, I'm sorry I called you a piece of shit. I'm sorry I told you to go fuck yourself. And, uh, oh, and uh, a dick. I'm, I'm sorry I called you a dick, but kind of a dick move, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's not like I expected you to stay here just because I did. We all wanted to get the fuck out. I mean, who doesn't? If, I mean, if it would have been me instead of you, I for sure would have. But I don't I just, I feel like if it was me, I, I would have still kept in touch with people, you know? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just easy for me to say, but like, dude, you didn't even reach out to me when my dad died. That sucks, dude. I really missed you, and you were my only friend. It's just... It really sucked living here without you. Saturday, May 9th, 7.43 p.m. You know, I was just thinking about Jeff Duffy from high school. Remember him? He, uh, he sat in front of me in algebra. And he'd bring in, like, an entire bag of cookies to class and stack them up into, like, a tower. And then he'd take a bite of one, put it on the other side of the desk, take a bite of another, and stack it on top of the first. I mean, he'd do that the whole way through the stack. And then when he was done, he'd just start over again and take a bite, move it over to the other side. Like, 15, 20 minutes later, he'd, like, eaten all of them. <laughs> Every Tuesday and Thursday, I watch him do this shit, like, 10.30 in the morning. We weren't even, like, supposed to eat in school. And I think the teachers were just, like, too weirded 
out to call him on it. Saturday, May 9th, 8.07 p.m. Tamra Vargas ate the sheep eye we were supposed to dissect in biology. I still get fucking nauseous thinking about it. We all thought she was going to get poisoning from like formaldehyde or whatever, but I mean, she was fine. I honestly think they got just like a big tray from a butcher shop in the morning and brought it into class. Saturday, May 9th, 8, 11, p.m. So why do you think people thought we were weird? I mean, we didn't do anything like that. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like we were quiet and smart and well-behaved. It's like the kid with the cookies. If you do something aggressively weird, it establishes dominance. Otherwise, it just makes you look weak. Saturday, May 9th, 9.30 p.m. Do you remember the band Camden? You burned me their CD junior year. Like, we used to listen to it all the time in your Tacoma. Uh, here, listen to this. Saturday, May 9th, 10, 21 p.m. Dude. Okay, so I was going through some old shit in the attic, and you'll never guess what I found. The fucking Minotaur, dude. You remember that? It's a comic we made our senior year. All right, I, I don't know if you remember, but... So, like, there was this evil wizard guy who lived out in the woods, right? In the mountains, except... He wasn't, like, evil completely. He would, uh, he would give people a fair chance. Like, he'd go into the village, disguised as a beggar, and he would see how people treated him. And the people who were kind to him, or, like, gave him money, or just ignored him, or whatever, he didn't do anything to those people. He would just let them go. But the people who mistreated him, who, like, kicked him, or mocked him, or stole from him, or whatever, he would find out where they lived. And then he would send them this letter, right? Like, something like, like, they had won something, or, like, money or a prize or if they had like a long lost love he'd write pretending to be that person and I mean I don't know how we know this stuff we never we never really established that but you know he's like a wizard so it was just kind of assumed anyway so he would write to them and be like oh yeah I have this thing you want you just have to come out to this castle in the woods on this mountain to get it and the people would come because it was like all the stuff they really wanted so anyway they would get to this uh, the wizard's castle and in order to get inside they have to go through this maze. And, like, it didn't look like anything bad on the outside, but on the inside, it's all crazy and twisty, and they would fucking get lost immediately. And then all of a sudden, they see something lurking around one of the corners of the maze, just, like, standing there and staring at them. And in the comic, it was just, like, a shadow, but, like, a shadow that's definitely standing on two legs. It has, like, eyes, and so the people from the village, they would be, like, fuck this, it's not worth it, and they just tried to go back, but they couldn't find their way back, and every time they turn a corner, they look behind them, and the shadow would be getting closer and closer and closer, and so they just start running, and now they're getting more and more lost, and the shadow is getting closer and closer, until finally, the Minotaur is upon them, with like this fucking head of a bull, and these awful horns that are all like bony and bloody, like they're exploding out of his fucking skull. And he's snorting 
and there's like steam and snot coming out of his nostrils, and the Minotaur roars, and the villagers scream, and then, whoa, I don't know, uh, that's, that's the end of the comic. I guess he eats them or something? Saturday, May 9th, 10, 30, p.m. Remember we tried to sell these at school? We thought it was going to be like our big fucking break of our comic career. But we didn't even have a printer or anything, so we just made these shitty Xeroxes in the library and stapled them together. <laughs> we tried to sell them to kids in the parking lot before and after school. <laughs> you know, I take it back. I get why people thought we were weird. But still, I mean, it's pretty good for a couple kids. I mean, mine's not one of those shitty Xeroxes, by the way. This is the OG. The Minotaur. Written by Wes Davis, illustrated by John Myers. We made a really good team. Saturday, May 9th, 11.02 p.m. You know what's weird about looking at this comic? I forgot whether or not I was any good at drawing. I haven't looked at any of this stuff in years. Haven't really drawn anything at all since you left, I think. I mean, I read this article once that says the more you remember something, the worse the memory gets. Because you're not actually remembering the thing itself, you're just remembering the last time you remembered it. It's like that shitty Xerox in the library. You copy something, then you copy the copy, and it just starts to look like ah, one big blob. And every time I thought of my drawings, I'd think, eh, it wasn't that good anyway. And so in my mind, it just started to get worse and worse, and eventually I just convinced myself I must have really, really sucked. So, I don't know, to be looking at these now is just, it's a real trip. I was really good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure why I stopped. It's like the only thing I've ever actually been good at. Saturday, May 9th, 11.47 p.m. You know, in the comic, we never really say who the Minotaur is, or like, how he got into that maze. Like, does he live there? Or is he trapped, you know? Well, I mean, you wrote it, but I don't think you know, right? I mean, I think he was just a scary monster to you. But it, I wonder about him. I wonder how he thinks, how he feels. I wonder if he's not all that bad, you know? He's just looking for help. I feel like that sometimes. Like, I've tried to tell people I'm not okay or that I'm lonely or that something's wrong, but, you know, I don't always know how to say it or and the words don't always come out the way I mean them to, and I don't know, I guess, I think for some people that's scary. I can see it from the way they look at me. I mean, clear. And you, you, know, you can only go so long like that, like begging people for help and getting nothing before it makes you just so fucking mad. Like, do you not fucking see me? Can you not tell that I'm absolutely drowning? Like, why does no one ever reach out to me? I, I it may, maybe that's the way that it is for the Minotaur. He's just trying to ask for directions, you know? It's not his fault he's got like a buffalo head. I think, I think it, maybe it's just easier for someone not to help you. Like, when they assume you're just going to go on suffering in silence. Sunday, 
May 10th, 12th, 10 a.m. It's been really good to talk to you, Wes. Or whatever this is. Uh, it just feels nice to say some of this stuff that's been swimming around in my head for a while. I mean, really, since since you left, probably. It's like I've had all this shit building up, and I was just waiting for you to come back so I could just let it all out. And now that you're back, I mean, I haven't seen you yet, but, I don't know, it feels like old times. Anyway, I should probably go to bed. It's getting late. But I really hope you call me back, man. Because I don't think we're done talking. John from Back Home is written and produced by Scott McCary, with Sam Gooley as John. Our artwork is by Alex Crawford. Music in this episode was by Daniel Birch, Gallery 6, Camden, Blear Moon, and Grouper. And all of it can be found at freemusicarchive.org for a full soundtrack list, as well as episode transcripts and more. Visit johnfrombackhome.com. You can also find the show on Twitter at Back Home Podcast. Next week, Episode 2, Normandy, 